We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Super Bowl 54 Prop Extravaganza. Joining me on the line to break this all down from DailyRoto.com and host of the TakeCast, guaranteed to pick some losers, Davis Maddock. What's up? Dude, I'm very, very excited for this Super Bowl. Uh, you know, obviously getting the sweat out, Patrick Mahomes is going to be fantastic. And, uh, you know, I just I think that this is uh, this is a Super Bowl where I, I feel confident that I'm going to have more money at uh, the end of Sunday than I do to start Sunday. Yeah, that's never a great way to approach any week. Well, I mean, most Super Bowls, I come in, I come into it with the mindset of like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to get down all these money on props. I'm going to bet the game. Uh, probably going to bet some horrible matchups on the, the Sunday of the Waste Management Open. And uh, I, I'm just trying to minimize the losses. But I mean, I also the the fact is, you know, I got a, a fair number of Chiefs futures that I bet over the course of the year. So, you know, if the, if the Chiefs win this game, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good day for me. Uh, I was discussing on the Wednesday show with Cust and Jeff that I also have a Kansas City future that I can just hedge out of right now and make some decent cash. And I'm thinking about letting it ride, although that's what Cust advised me to do, although he picked San Francisco. So now I'm really at odds about what's going on. Well, I mean, knowing that Cust picked San Francisco, that makes me feel pretty good. I am pretty much generally team no hedge, um, unless it's unless it's like, you know, a super significant amount of money like life-changing amounts of money than maybe hedge out. But I, I would assume you're going to have a, a much more enjoyable experience watching this game, uh, you know, just just letting that Chiefs future ride. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's the way that I'm leaning right now. I guess I'll tell the people what I'm doing. Actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I end up doing. Whatever people want to do is what they should be doing. One way that you can actually get at a Super Bowl weekend with some cash in your hand is smashing the like button for the video, leaving your DraftKings handle, in the comment section and telling me your favorite prop for the Super Bowl. And boom, you're in a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, winners announced on Monday show. Or if you subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you enjoy about this show, you'll be in a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Again, winners announced 
on Monday's Pat Mayo Experience. What do you guys got going on at DailyRoto.com for actual player props? Do you have anything like that? Because I had Drewby on the show yesterday. Highly recommend everyone go check that out. Talking about the DraftKings Showdown Contest. And if you use the promo code the PME, you get yourself 10% off over there. But is there a betting side to this that I can utilize the tools for? Yeah, so uh, over on SportsGrid.com, actually, which is the uh, the parent site to Daily Roto, you know, we have the full player prop breakdown, which is fed into by the Daily Roto model. But also, what I recommend that people do is go to your individual book, pull up the player props, and go through it using the Daily Roto output model. So when you go into Daily Roto uh, in the projections, it's set to custom output, and you just want to have it set to just straight output, and that'll give you rushing yards, receiving yards, receptions, carries, pass attempts, so on and so forth. Uh, Because what I've noticed is actually a lot of these books have, um, you know, discrepancies in terms of their player props because they have different stat providers giving them, uh, you know, giving them the the lines. Like DraftKings and FanDuel have some slight differences, but some of the offshore books uh, and some of the books that you have available to you in Canada, Pat, they have, uh, you know, numbers that are, you know, five, yards off you know a whole reception off a whole carry off uh then then is what is available in the states so that that there are a lot of very good uh arbitrage opportunities here yeah so i i definitely do think that shopping across books if you have that access to you is definitely the way to go for the purposes of this show we're going to try to keep it consistent so if you have a book with better odds don't really want to hear well over heritage is one yard less or a half catch less like i, I don't care we're doing a you, show. you don't you don't love those comments. You don't love when just all the responses are you got the worst number. You're the worst. You don't understand how this goes, Pat. Yeah, and I would like to respond. Just you don't know how this works. Like, do you think the entire show, me and you, were sitting here like searching eight different sites looking for the best line? You can do that on your own fucking time. Spoiler: uh, We don't have uh, 19 different books up with an Excel spreadsheet mapping out uh you know trying to create a synthetic hold across all the books we we likely i mean what i do when i'm on a show is i have one book pulled up uh the book wherever i have the most money at at the time so that if something comes up that i like i can bet it while i'm doing the show oh yeah i fully expect to be making a few bets here as we go along so let's jump into it and let's talk about mvp to start your guy Mike Leone actually hit this last year with Julian Edelman, but so far right now you got Patrick Mahomes. He comes in at even money to win MVP. Jimmy G is plus 250. Mostart is 7-1. to one. Then it's Hill and Kelsey and Kittle all 14-1. to one. Dame Williams 16. Bosa 22. Debo 25. Sanders 33. Same as Watkins. Then you have like the Coleman's, the Shermans, the Hardman's, the Bredas. They're all like 66 to 1 and beyond. Do you have any particular lean in this or is this a stay away? So I think this is actually probably the market. If you were if you were going to say, okay, there's one market for you to bet on the Super Bowl that you could expect to be profitable in this specific one, I think it would be the MVP market. Um, if you just bet Kelsey, Tyreek, and Damian. So you just bet those three guys and you put, uh, you know, maybe a quarter unit on each of them. I would imagine that you would end, uh, like, I think that is, I think that is plus EV. I think that, you know, far and away, the most likely scenario for this game is that the Kansas City Chiefs win and, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. But, uh, you know, a nuclear game from Travis Kelsey, maybe a, you know, a punt return from Tyreek Hill. Uh, and then, you know, a long touchdown in the receiving game as well. Or, you know, what we've seen with Damian Williams is in the playoffs, 
uh, in the red zone, he is really the top option. Like he could score four touchdowns in this game. He scored three touchdowns against the Patriots last year. And, you know, in that scenario, he would win the MVP. So I, I really like betting on those, you know, primary chiefs weapons. And then also some of these books have crazy numbers on San Francisco 49ers defenders. So, you know, D Ford uh, is, is an option. Uh, there, there are a lot of, of, you know, 49ers defenders who are really low. And I think if the 49ers win, it's a low scoring game. So I would want to bet on a defender, not on Jimmy G. It's tough though, when it comes to the 49ers defender, like Bosa is wildly overvalued in the MVP market, just because what he would have to do in order to win MVP don't actually match the odds against, you know, he can do one thing, but the offense, like if Mostart scores three touchdowns and all of a sudden he's going to end up winning MVP. Like it, it takes such a ridiculous game for a defender to win MVP. I think it's really hard to peg down. So if you were if you were going to wager on a defensive player to win MVP, you should bet like six or seven of them. So you should bet D Ford. You should bet Eric Armstead. You should bet DeForest Buckner. You should bet Fred. War- like I, I mean, I literally do not even know who these guys are. Uh, but just just a, a wide range of uh, you know just a wide range of these San Francisco defenders. Yeah, if you want to go down the list and go to that particular spot, you can have like where's Witherspoon at? At the the book that I'm looking at, he is super low. He might not, he might even be in, he might even be in the field. Yeah. He's a part of the field for me in this one. So like, it'd be a player like that. It's hard to take like the biggest name defender who's overvalued in the odds mark and be like, well, that guy's going to win. I I know what happened with Von Miller once, but you don't generally see it. Like if it's going to be a defensive player, it tends to be like a random defensive player because they have two pick sixes. And it's not going to be Sherman because Sherman's not going to have two pick sixes. He's not going to have a pick six. It's not not going to be Sherman because remember who votes on this. the, The boomer writers vote on this. It's not like... It's not, you know, like, it's not guys like, like me or you who are, who are voting on this. It's like 63 year old guys who have Bob Kraft's cell phone number up in the press booth who are voting on this. So Richard Sherman is not winning this. Uh, okay. Let's talk about first touchdown. Cause I actually did make a wager on this and I'm trying to find a San Francisco guy to pair him up with. I went with Demarcus Robinson, 33 to one to score the first touchdown. Uh, he scores the first touchdown, you know, once or twice a year in this game i like the fact that he's a part of their red zone packages and it just seems with the way that the offense and defense is constituted in this game it does seem like there's going to be a soft spot for him somewhere like five yards over the middle if they get in close enough that they're not just handing it off to damian williams so i am not betting on any demarcus robinson props because i'm betting on mccall hardman props and those two guys are inversely correlated. So, you know, if they like they're very rarely on the field at the same time and their playing time comes at the expense of one another. And in the conference championship game, D Rob played one of his season low in snaps. McColl played his season high in snaps. So I am I'm completely off of D Rob props. I guess I would say that, you know, in between the 20s, I think we get a lot more Hardman if they are, I mean, just, I mean, not even in between the 20s. From their own goal line to the 20, I think you see more Hardman than you see Demarcus Robinson. Like, McCall Hardman's going to score one. It's going to be a deep one. It's going to rarely be from in close. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that that is reasonable. Like, I don't think that this is a horrible bet. I'm, I'm also seeing that number at uh, at other places at like 15 to one so 33 to one for d rob that that's fine by me 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just said I didn't want to go like site shopping, but this is the kind of the big difference in this one because I initially had found it at 25 to 1 at one place and then at a commonly used wagering location for almost everybody, uh, he is 33 to 1. So there you go. I mean, it's like I, we, 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 we don't need to act like you and I are like freaking Jimmy the Greek. We don't have to give the, the best number on everyone, but if there's a great number out there, we might as well. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, you can find this number, but it's like a place where only me and like three other people can find it. This is a very commonly used place that I think people can find. Right, exactly. Um, Yeah. So anyone on the San Francisco side you think you would bet first touchdown? uh, So there is one San Francisco first touchdown that I think is um, sort sort of interesting, and that would just be, it would be Kyle Juszczyk at 20 to 1. If you if you wanted, I don't think it's great. The the first touchdown bet I actually made was Blake Bell, Kansas City Chiefs, forty to one. I, I, I that was the one that I bet. Oh, you're getting hosed on these numbers. The the site that I primarily use is just offering way better numbers on all this stuff. I mean, here's the thing: most sites can offer horrible numbers for this because they're just going to get bet regardless. Like like I like uh, Kendrick Bourne went from being uh, four to one for anytime touchdown to two and a half to one anytime touchdown and it's still getting bet yeah like i see him at plus 275 right now like he was my initial lean for san francisco but i don't know if i like 20 to one in this spot yeah i mean like that that right there is just an example of like these are mostly horrible numbers but they're still going to get bet because people love to get action down on the super bowl are you betting heads or tails because that was one of cuss best bets tails oh Oh, Tails is one of his bet. No, I w- I've never wagered on this, and I probably never will. Nah, as I described to him, like, why wouldn't you just turn to someone who's sitting next to you and be like, hey, let's bet 100 bucks, let's flip a coin. That way you're not paying big. I mean, I just cuss even understand the concept of hold, though. Like, actually. I, I don't know. I'm going to wager that he does not, that he just, and it's not ever something that he thinks about. Well, that would be, let's say, I, I'd say no on that would actually be like minus 150. I would I would take that. That would be that would that would be a favorable proposition for me. Ask that, him that on the next cuts corner. Yeah, that that is a that's that's a pretty sharp take and a pretty sharp number too. If you want to go to Mayo's betting book. Uh, speaking of sharp, sharpfootballanalysis.com. Warren Sharp did a comprehensive preview of this game. I consumed it over the week. I think everyone should go check that out. Uh, did you get a chance to read it? Uh, I it's been it's it's in my email inbox. I have not read it yet though. I uh, just, uh, I mean, I don't want to step on it too much, but a lot of it was, you know, he always preaches you know, his custom analytic early down success rate. And the way that he has kind of spelled it out is, you know, there's many paths for the 49ers to win. There's many paths for the Chiefs to win. These teams are pretty close, but the success and game plan that the Chiefs actually have is kind of like kryptonite for the San Francisco defense. I'm very curious to see how this ends up working out. I mean, I, I generally, the, the take that I have for this game is that the Kansas City Chiefs, they're probably going to get up early. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to get up 10-0, 14-0, whatever, because their offense is, they're crazy. Like, they're just so good. And, um, you know, they are one of the best teams in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes' two-year career in terms of, you know, opening drive success because Andy Reid is so good at those scripted plays. Like, his scripted drives, they're, they're just engineered to get points up on the board right away. And uh, this game, I think, has the ability to really put Jimmy G under the microscope. You know, what are the 49ers going to do when they can't just get seven yards per carry running the ball? Uh, and But if the 49ers get up early, uh, 
I, I think that, you know, of course, it's a much more difficult matchup for Kansas City than it is, than the Titans or the Texans were. Like, I think that they could struggle a little bit. And, you know, it felt like Mahomes against the Titans just had all day to throw. It felt like he, he barely was under pressure. That's not going to be the case against the 49ers. He's going to have to be doing a lot of, you know, quick decision making. Do you have any idea about how correlated your props are going to be? Like, do you, when you bet these props for a game like the Super Bowl, not like a one off prop during a game, like if you're playing like four or five, right. do they all bleed into each other? Like, well, if, like if you bet the Hardman over in receptions, do you then bet the under and Demarcus Robinson in receptions, knowing that they could take away from each other? Um, hundred percent. I mean, maybe not that specific example, but like I'm trying to correlate my props as much as I can. So you know, I have Kansas City minus one and a half, and I have them on the money line at minus one twenty. So I'm not going to be betting the under on Jimmy G pass attempts or the under on. Uh, you know, San Francisco uh, passing yards. Like I'm going to be betting the over on Emmanuel Sanders receiving yards. I'm going to be betting the over on Damian Williams rushing yards. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be kind of thinking about how how do I think this game script is going to play out. And uh, I mean, it is worth noting there are some sports books out there who are you know in in big time customer acquisition mode who are allowing you to not only make correlated bets but actually legitimately parlay correlated bets for the Super Bowl, which is uh. I mean, it's real. Like it's it's one of the biggest money making opportunities you'll find. Oh yeah, if you can correlate props together, like you should be. Like I am pretty. I enjoy playing parlays because they are fun. They are definitely not a money maker by any stance. And most weeks during the NFL, like if you have a particular take on a game, you can parlay props together. But you can parlay one prop from one game with one prop from another game and one prop from another game. If you're able to correlate all your props together, I would actually highly recommend doing those parlays it's a lot like the make the cut parlays at the masters like there are a few times a year where parlays actually become a plus ev bet uh so this is definitely a time and uh you know in general i i actually i kind of think that parlays get um a bad rap like I, I especially if it's you're using it as a way to uh you know just get more volume down like i i bet you do this when you go to bet golf matchups for a tournament or for the day do you bet all of them individually and then also uh, parlay them all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course yeah. I do. Yeah. I, yeah, but imagine, I, sh- I shouldn't because I never win them. But imagine, imagine going, you know, six for six on, on uh, round three head-to-head bets at the Waste Management Open and not parlaying them. Like, imagine how much you would have cost yourself. Like, it, it's like, that's like a huge mistake. I, I always throw down, like, 0.1 unit parlays on... Uh, my head-to-head matchup bets. Always. Yeah, yeah. The thing that people get into the problem with is, let's say they do bet five matchups or five props, and you can parlay them together. It's that they'll bet, let's say, twenty-five dollars a prop, but then the parlay they do is also twenty-five dollars. So if you don't, yeah, don't hit do it, that. That's bad. But but, but that's, that's what. Stupid. But that's actually what people do. Well, Pat, I'm not responsible for what people actually do. I can only be responsible for what I say on the airwaves, which is that people should not do that. All right, let's talk about some quarterback props. So we have Jimmy G over under 238 and a half passing yards. Patrick Mahomes, 302 for passing touchdowns, 1.5 for Jimmy. 
2.5 for Mahomes, and that's been juiced up to plus 120. Uh, most of all of these are minus 120 on either side because the VIG is big on these people. Jimmy G passing attempts over 35 and a half. Mahomes 36 and a half. Jimmy G over 19 and a half completions. Patrick Mahomes over 25 and a half completions. Uh, longest pass completion over 36 and a half yards for Jimmy. 45 and a half for Mahomes. And each of them are over under 0.5 interceptions. Uh, the over for Jimmy G has been juiced up to minus 160. And it's even on both sides at minus 120 for Patrick Mahomes. Any of those stand out to you? Because I kind of like... The over Jimmy G 30 and a half pass attempts. Over on Jimmy G passing attempts and the over on Jimmy G passing yards. And this is the example that I was thinking of when I was talking about correlated bets. Um, if your sports book, because they're in customer acquisition mode, allows you to parlay uh, Kansas City minus one and a half or the money line with Jimmy G passing overs, those are. To me, those are the number one money-making bets that you can make on the Super Bowl this year because those are the, those are about the most correlated bets I think that you could make. And, and I, even without the correlation, even without uh, being able to parlay them, I like the over on both of those. I guess it depends on how you think the game is going to go. If you think that San Francisco wins this game and it's a, and the under also hits. So, I mean, that's probably something you could throw into it too. If you want to play the under on both of those, you probably just parlay the under in the game too, because if San Francisco gets up and they win the game, even 24, 21, it would just seem to me like that would be a big rushing day. And Jimmy G just gets treated like he did in the other playoff games where we'll unleash you if we have to and we need it. But if we don't have to and we can effectively run the ball, which if the Niners get up, they should be able to do against the Chiefs pretty effectively that he's just not going to throw. Yeah, it's so again, it's you know, it's the way that you should be making all these bets should be correlated to how you think that the game is going to go and not even. So, like, the line is telling us that the Kansas City Chiefs are the slightly superior team, and the line is telling us that uh, this is going to be a game that we expect to air on the side of higher scoring because the total opened at 53, immediately jumped to 53.5. Earlier in the week, moved to 54. It's now sitting at 54.5. Now, uh, I've seen it bandied about that some people think that the the, the sharp money is going to come in a little bit later on the 49ers and on the under. I kind of think, you know, whatever, like these guys who are going to try and get, you know, millions of dollars down on this game, they probably have already made a wager and the line is not going to move that much either way. So I, I think that the market is also telling us there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. And when that happens, generally it comes from throwing rather than passing. I guess the one counter to that would be who, like, because there's so much public money on the Super Bowl. And, like, there's a lot of public money on football to begin with. But this week in particular, you have your random people who want to, now that gambling is legalized in their state, they want to go out and, you know, throw their 100 bucks or 500 bucks on whatever it is. And I would feel like most of the casual bettors are like, over, let's go, because people want to root for overs. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually am not, uh, the, the Super Bowl is one of those games where, the sharp money is probably a lot harder to weed out because it's like literally billions of dollars are going to be waged on this game. And the books and the casinos, you know, they're they're not trying to be in a position where uh, they, they just want to hold the right line. Like they got to move a little bit with the casual money so that if one side comes in, they don't get wrecked. I, I think the last example I can remember of money just pouring in on one side and the books not moving things at all was uh, the uh, the Panthers broncos super bowl where where just every every idiot you knew including myself wanted to bet on the panthers but the line just stayed steady with the broncos the entire time 
Oh, yeah. I, I was also one of those idiots who bet on the Panthers. Uh, that was not fun. But right now I'm looking at it, and it's really, I mean, these numbers are really dubious because they could be absolute fabrications. But from what I'm looking at right now, it does seem like the money is about split, like 54% to 46%, slightly in favor of the Chiefs. But uh, on the over-under, it's just like a lot of cash on the over. Yeah, I mean, that because people want to bet, like, People want to bet the over. People want to bet the over on props. People want to see points, right? Like like we saw from the reaction to the Super Bowl last year, it's just pretty much worst case, a 13-3 to Super Bowl, like literally no one's happy with that. Unless you bet the under, I suppose. <laughs> who's betting? Like, do you never know anyone who's – I I just – I can't bet unders, dude. Who can I, do I, that? I bet – that was actually – I actually did really well with the Super Bowl last year because I – it just struck me that if this game was going to go under and mainly because they own McVay versus Belichick, I feel like you'd shut him down just a little bit. And everyone I knew just talked about how the overs a lock, the overs a lock. And that number was super high last year. Not as high as this one, but it was pretty close. I don't think that I bet the under last year, but I'm sure I had the over on the props. And I know, I know I bet the Rams in the Super Bowl last year, which is just tough scenes. All right, let's talk about some wide receiver and running back props right now. So over under yardage for these guys. Kendrick Bourne, 23 and a half. Yes or no? Uh, yes. Yeah, I like the over there. Oh, you do like the over. So when I say yes or no, I mean, is this something you're going to bet? Oh, yeah, I already bet this one. Okay. I so you... bet, uh, but I, I bet it at 21, but I still like it at 23. What? Why do you like Kendrick Bourne in this spot? I think that they are going to be playing more 11 personnel uh, rather than 12 personnel. So that just means, you know, more Kendrick Bourne than uh, Ross Dwelly or Levine Levine Toilolo, basically, because, you know, again, this all comes back to my thesis. They're going to have to pass more than they run in this game. So I think and and uh, we've seen that Shanahan loves to design these uh, screenplays to like Richie James or Kendrick Bourne, depending on who's in the game at the time. Uh, and, and those are just generally good for 15 yards every time. Uh, one where I think I might actually bet the under because the only thing I've heard all week is how people love the over for Kyle Juszczyk over 12 and a half receiving yards. I mean, I, I like that. I like that as an under just uh, just as an F you to the people. I, I wouldn't bet that one, but I do like the thought process. But every single, like, even you kind of hit it, like, right off the top, like, first touchdown, that kind of thing. Like, for whatever reason, he's in the minds of everybody. And if that's going to be the case, like, they can basically just use him as, like, a prop out there on the field. Like, if everyone's talking about it, obviously, Casey is probably pretty hip to the fact that they might run something tricky, maybe a wheel route with Kyle Juszczyk that uh, they just won't do let me Let me tell you this, Pat. So, Jimmy G, in the game where he tore his ACL, he comes to Kansas City and uh, I, I was there, end zone seats, you know, probably one of the one of the best Kansas City games I've ever been to. I think they won by like 30 points or something. But after Jimmy G got injured in that game, C.J. Beathard came in and the 49ers ran a play where the quarterback pitched it to Matt Breida. And then Matt Breida became the option quarterback and pitched it to use check and he scored. And it was the coolest play I've ever seen. And it happened about 10 feet in front of my face and I'll literally never forget it. And I'm just waiting for them to bust that play out in this game. Well, if they did that against the Chiefs the last time that they played, you think the Chiefs would be pretty hip to it? That's that. That's it's the reverse trap, though. It's <laughs> they never would expect it, right? You never expect them to go back to the same trick. Uh, Kittle over under seventy three and a half receiving yards. Got, well, I mean, we're jamming the over on Kittle like that. That's the squarest bet 
of all the player props, the squares bet you can make is George Kittle overs. So probably just stay away then. I I have not bet this one, but our stuff at Daily Roto does like the over. I feel like if it's going to be 73 and a half for Kittle every single week, like you're going to win that 60% of the times that you bet it all year. But it's not like the under is, you know, it's not inconceivable that the under hits. I mean, the under hit last game that he played. I mean, the under the under hit on the last two, if I if I recall things correct. I mean, he had, I think he only had three catches for like 20 yards or something in the in the Minnesota game. It's like they they just haven't really needed to throw the ball, right? They they've just been they've just been grinding teams down on the ground. Like I I think I would prefer the Kelsey over 76 and a half to Kittle over 73 and a half only because I don't understand a script where Kelsey's not a part of it. If they're winning or they get up by a bunch, Kelsey is going to be used. If they get down by a bunch, Kelsey is going to be used. If the Niners get up by a bit, like Kittle's just going to be blocking the entire time. Yeah, I mean, Kittle is, is uh, he is certainly more likely to be uh, written out of the game script than Kelsey is. So uh, some books offer the matchups, you know, Kelsey versus Kittle. Uh, and, and those are, you know, minus 115 both sides. But if you if you you feel that way, you should bet that Kelsey side. Might might take a peek here. I like the use the use check under twelve and a half is the only one I'm in on so far. But you have Debo fifty five and a half, Emmanuel Sanders forty five and a half. The one problem with Debo is that they'll try to use him on reverses and things like as that. A, he'll get as a rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, and and those won't count towards your total. And I just feel like Emmanuel Sanders is being criminally overlooked in this game, and he kind of hits all the soft spots of where the Kansas City defense isn't really up to snuff. Like, on the outsides, they're really good, but Sanders is going to be patrolling the middle a lot, and if they have to focus a lot of their attention on Kittle to shut him down and prevent these big plays, like, Manny just might be wide open over the middle of the field. Uh, Yeah, so I bet all the Manny Sanders props. Uh, Manny, anytime to score. Manny, over-receiving yards. Manny, over-receptions. And uh, the juice on them is all pretty bad now. It's not. I'm looking at it right now. Emmanuel Sanders, over three and a half receptions, plus 120. The under, minus 160. I mean, bet bet it right now. Like, literally, while we're on the show, bet it right now. Click. Those are, uh, per the Daily Roto tools, the Manny Sanders props are, they are all the, the best value props. McCole Hardman, over 21 and a half receiving yards. I'm curious to see what his yeah. longest reception is. Longest reception. It's, it's, it's 12. It's 12. I, I bet I bet that one last night. That that seems really low. Like, I don't love Hardman in this game, but, I mean, if he has a catch, it's likely to be for more than 12 yards. Unless it's one of those little pop passes that they do where the where the motion guy comes across and he just gets it flipped to him. That's that's the scenario where it's under 12 yards. They are not even offering him on my book. I think that they know that, you know, the big play potential for him is there and they don't want to you know set his over under longest reception at 24 and a half. Yet his over under receiving yards at 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these these Manny Sanders props are crazy, dude. I'm, I'm betting more of them right now. I can't believe it's plus He's, money May, or, or just like, is it like a secret thing that like the numbers like Emmanuel Sanders in this matchup a lot and just people don't because he hasn't been highly utilized, but no one in this passing game has been highly utilized over the past two weeks or past two he's games. Being, he's being, he's being treated like he is like the third wide receiver or whatever. I mean, you could make a case that he is the third passing option behind Kittle and Debo, I suppose, but I'd say he's more like, 2a or 2b yeah i mean i would say i would say him and debo are um depending on game script like 
they are 2A and 2B behind Kittle. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, 75 and a half. I have no real take on this because it feels like it's going to be 160 or 50. My take on Tyreek would be that he generally does best in these hyper-competitive games. Um, and I think that he is more likely to get um, extra targeted in this game. Basically, like I think, I think that uh, this could be, you know, maybe his second or third highest target share game of the season. Uh, and, and so I, I do like his overs. The Daily Roto numbers do not agree with me as much. Uh, so he's 75 and a half. Kelsey is 76 and a half. Like I mentioned, I'd prefer Kelsey over 76 and a half than Hill over 75 and a half. I think that's fair. Yeah. I just feel like that's a more consistent hit. Like, uh, obviously, when Hill has a big game, it just, I would almost rather take an adjusted number on Tyreek Hill where it's like over under 130 receiving yards. Is that available at your book? You know, it's not, but I know that like those alternative props do exist in some places. I haven't seen it yet, but like if you could do a thing where you can just juice it up and like you can get plus money for him just to have a gigantic game, that seems like a better bet than trying to. Like, how often does, I mean, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe it's just, you know, my mind playing tricks on me or a narrative that I believe. But, like, how often does Tyreek Hill end up with, like, 74 yards receiving? Uh, no, I completely agree with you. That feels like, um, so, like, that's the, that's the difference between median and mean, right? Uh, and and we, we certainly think that it's more likely for him to be over that, whereas, like, he's actually ending up around that number uh, a very low percentage of the time. So it's, it's like either he has like 34 receiving yards or like 156. Yeah, I mean, 34 seems pretty low, but I want to say like 50 to 60. Like he'd come into the under so many times, but the over is always beat by like 40 to 50 yards. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. So Demarcus Robinson, 20 and a half. Sammy Watkins, 48 and a half. Damian Williams, 29 and a half. That Damian Williams number is pretty spicy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm Damien Overs, though, we're, we're going, we're, we are in, I mean, they, he has played over 80% of the snaps in the playoffs. LaShawn McCoy might not even be active for this game. It's going to be, it's going to be the Damien show. And I think that, uh, you know, because the 49ers, they do bring so much pressure. I actually think that Damien is going to have a little bit of an expanded role in the passing game here. So here's something strange. Looking at all the reception props for the receivers and running backs, all the Niners guys minus George Kittle are basically plus money or even. So you have two and a half for Bourne, one and a half for Usechek, which is strange because like the the over was bet up for his yardage, but the under for his reception total at one and a half is like just a really strange correlation. So Kittle five and a half is minus one forty. So you have Mostart one and a half, Debo four and a half plus one ten, Sanders three and a half plus one twenty. Like those are. If you can figure out who they're going to go through, it does seem like they are going to be passing in this game. Yeah, I mean, so I like I, I think that, uh, you know, again, it goes back to our conversation of just having a clear path to how you think this game goes will help you make these bets because there are there are like relatively plus EV numbers to be had out there if you if you have a, a you know a strong opinion on how you expect things to go. I, I, I one and a half is the number for Demarcus Robinson. I'm just looking. He's had one catch each of how has he been doing here? So he has two catches. He had two catches against Tennessee, one against Houston. That's not great. Hmm. What's the Hardman one then? The Hardman one is one and a half at even money. 
Come on, easy, easy money, dude. Easy I money. I don't know. I, I is it, there's something we about have, that have, number I don't love. We have him projected for 1.85 receptions at uh, DailyRoto.com. So do with that what you will. I I bet the over. Okay, Demarcus. Oh, uh, Sammy Watkins over three and a half. That's juiced up. Tyreek Hill over five and a half is actually even money. So five and a half. So six receptions, caches. Yeah, I mean, I, I over. Yeah, I don't hate that one either because the Kelsey one is six and a half. And again, that feels like he's going to smash it or come in way under. Yeah, I I, I think that um, the the overs that are good and not I, that I'm just betting because I'm betting for you know reason are are Tyreek and Damian, and I think that Kelsey is about right, and you could bet it if you want to sweat, but don't feel that you're missing value if you're not betting it. All right, so in conclusion from these ones, I have over 44.5 Emmanuel Sanders yards, over 3.5 receptions, and under 12.5 yards for use check, and you have like 800 of these, right? Uh, I, so I just actually, while we were here, I, I did, I just rebet Manny Sanders. I doubled down on Manny overs. Uh, and then I have Tyreek, I have Tyreek over, I have Tyreek, um, for most receptions in the game. That's a, that's a special market that I don't know if, uh, all books have, but some books should have it. And then I have the over on Damien three receptions and Damien, uh, I think it's, what is it? 20 and a half receiving yards. Okay, so rushing yards, rushing props. We have Jimmy Garoppolo. Bang these mustard unders? Just Most, bang them under? It's 73 and a half rushing yards. Or, it's insane. Or you can go under 84 and a half combined yards. Uh, so basically the reason you'd be betting a mustard under is you just think, okay, Tevin's going to play a little bit. Maybe Brita plays a little bit, and they're not going to be able to run 40 times. I, I, think that, I think the mustard props are just – uh, like Mostert is a starting running back. Tevin's not going to play at all. And that just feels like a very low percentile outcome. What do you make of the Tevin Coleman like injury? Do you think it's going to be fine for the game? So it seems like it's one of those binary things. Like either he's healthy enough to play or he's not like it, like that it's cause it's like, it's like a shoulder joint. Right. So it's, I, it's either like, okay, you're going to be able to play or, or you're not. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You're not, you're not a doctor? That blows my mind. Not right? I know. I, I seem so educated on these shows. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you also have to deal with the circumstance, too, and maybe this leads to more Breda overs, but if Coleman comes in dinged up and he plays, like his chance for, I would assume, re-injury is higher, that you get this, you know, Coleman is active. Coleman's actually in on the first series. You're like, my Mostert, Colonel Mostert. He's not solving right. anything right now. He's guilty. Guilty of being on the bench and hitting all these unders. And then, you know, Coleman's out after like two plays and Mostert just runs train. So what's really funny is that the books anticipated this when they set all of uh, Breida's lines. So Breida is like plus 200 to score. Um, like there's not there's not a single good Breida price out there because they're pricing it like Tevin could get re-injured really quickly. So I, I, I would love to bet on Brita props, but there are, there's not one good Brita bet out there. So the way to, the way to anticipate that is just to bet monster unders. So, yeah. So if you, I mean, that would be another correlation too. If they, if you know, you come into a, I would bet that the parlays are probably capped if you can correlate prop parlays, but if you want to do for sure, I mean, you can't get yeah. more down than like 25 bucks. I bet. But even so, like even put like three things together that are all somewhat correlated or four things together, like you could go Mostert under receiving catches, yardage, rushing yards, total yards and rushing attempts and just hope he has a bad game. (laughs) 
Yeah, like, or or you hope that he just is not the main guy, right? Like, just, and that feels that feels very, uh, very much in the realm of outcomes, right? If Jeff Wilson somehow active for this, is game, active. He's a first yeah. touchdown bet or anytime touchdown bet, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So if if Tevin is inactive, um, I mean, literally the first thing I would do is I would go bet. I would go bet Jeff Wilson. I think he's like forty to one. For first touchdown oh i think he's way lower than that isn't he i mean again depends on the book jeff wilson jeff wilson 50 to 1 i got him at and that's that actually seems high for a guy who probably won't be active for this game yeah uh i mean do you get your money back if he's not active uh i doubt it tough scenes if you if your book gives you money back of a guy is inactive i would bet this right now just because that's a good sweat it's a good sweat, and I mean, I would probably take the anytime touchdown prop for him as well. Like, it's fifty to one to be first touchdown. It's twelve to one anytime touchdown. Yeah, I uh, I I love that. I I really do because uh, they they just Jeff Wilson will score in this game if he's active. You you can you can take that to the bank. I mean, I I wouldn't say take it to the bank that he will score. He'll get an opportunity from in close to score. Yeah. Because he always does. Right. I, I, I don't know why he always does, but he always does. It's it's the weirdest thing that they use him as like a goal line back, but I guess, you know, whatever. They can. Uh, so Jimmy G over under four and a half rushing yards. The Mahomes one is so high now. It's 32 and a half. Yeah, that uh, that was. So we did our we did our Super Bowl, you know, preview talk show props, whatever uh, with the Gilcast guys last night. And this was Sammy Reed's uh, gold star lock was. Mahomes under uh, 32 rushing yards. I, I'd be curious. I have to go look at this right now. How many times has he hit that over? I, I know the last time that we saw him, he hit it all on one run. That was for a touchdown. But previously to that, I know he had been running more. But I'll right, tell hard. you. I will tell you right now. So in his career, he has rushed over 32 times on five occasions, and two of them were the last two weeks. So both games in the playoffs, he had 53 yards apiece. Well, wait, no, that's, that's, I, that is a complete lie. What I just said was absolutely a lie, but five times. So but each of the, you know, in the past two games, he has 50, 53 yards rushing in each of the games against Tennessee and Houston. Previous to that, he had 59 it, yards against the Chargers, 54 times against, or 54 yards, yards against, against uh, Detroit. Detroit. 52 against Oakland, 45 against Cincinnati, 33 against Seattle. And those were the other times where he has rushed for over 32 yards. And those ones were from last year. So he's done it four times so far this year. And to look at it right now, 32 and a half is that's even money on both sides. I don't know. I I just I had a really strong visceral reaction to that number as soon as I saw because I really wanted to bet the over because I thought it was going to be like 17 and a half and it just wasn't. (laughs) I mean, this is one of those things where it might lose and there might be new information that we are not incorporating, but the vast sample we have of his career is that the under is the correct bet. I, mean, I guess in desperate times when you need to start coming back, I guess Patrick Mahomes is going to do it himself. If he wants to. Yeah, there's, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I just don't think Kansas city is going to trail in this game. I really think they're so much a better team, but the, the market does not agree with me and I'm probably not that much smarter than the market. Derwin Thompson over under five and a half rushing yards. If, if McCoy is inactive, he's going to get on the field for 10% of those snaps. I don't know if he's ever going to rush the ball, but 
he'll have a shot at it's, it. It's it's more it's more likely to me that he would um it's more likely to me that he would be uh catching the ball than rushing the ball. Right. I, like that seems in, more unless probable. I mean th- this is just like basically a draw play on third down, which they probably don't do all that much. They want to get like super sneaky with something. You bring in Darwin Thompson, you give him a draw, and San Francisco gives up six yards, and then you just hope he never touches the ball the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that I think that that is. I mean, that's what you're. Yeah, that would be what you're hoping is that he just busts out. He gets he gets a rush in the second quarter, gets twelve yards, and then you never see him again. Oh, you know what would be the most tilting way to lose this Mahomes bet is if you think Kansas City wins and he has like thirty four yards or thirty three yards, and then he takes three knees at the end of the game for minus two, and then you lose. That's uh, that is the that is the quarterback rushing better's worst nightmare, right? And, or you're just hoping. Uh, you know what I you know what I noticed with Lamar. Uh, a couple times because he'd be very close to the hundred yard bonus. The Baltimore home scorekeeper would only give him minus half a yard on Niels. Okay, enough of the real props. Get to the stupid props, Davis. Uh, how much do you know about Fortnite? Uh, I know not very much about Fortnite for someone who's young, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think you're as young as you think anymore. Like I noticed this the other day when I dropped my kids off. I dropped my son off at daycare. And I, I, I was talking to my wife about it. And I was just like, all the parents seem so old with these, like, little kids. Then I remember, like, I'm old, and I just don't see yeah. the world that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm not, like, a kid, right? Like, I, I don't think of myself as, like, a, like a, an average millennial. I'm, I'm 27. 27 is certainly uh, more old than it is, like, young, I think. I would say that 27 to 32, best five years. If I if I had to like power rank years, like I'm better off in the world now that I'm older than that. But those were the most yeah. fun years of my life. Uh, I mean, I had a great time in college, so I don't know. I college college at like a you know a huge school in the Midwest is uh, is a very good time. Okay, so here's the problem because I don't know anything about Fortnite, but it's Fortnite winning teams total points minus one seventy five against Garoppolo passing attempts plus one thirty five. But we think that Garoppolo goes over in his passing attempts. I just have no idea how Fortnite is scored. So I was hoping you could shed some Yeah, light. I don't know. I don't know how competitive Fortnite is scored either. So we need to, like, talk to Al about this, basically. Yeah, I'm, 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 of, I'm of no help in this. If it was, like, competitive FIFA or something, I could help. But I, I, I got nothing for Fortnite. Right, there's a lot of Fortnite props. Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. There must, be, there must be, like, a big Fortnite event happening at the same time or on the same day. Will any TD celebration contain a Fortnite dance move? Yes, plus 250. No, minus 400. So I don't know about the Chiefs guys. I don't know if any of them are big Fortnite dudes, but maybe the 49ers guys are. I, I, really, I really don't know. I ha- I, like if this was like if like Juju Smith Schuster, you know, if the Steelers were playing, I'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. Or or if Ninja was just randomly on the 49ers and he scored a touchdown. Wow, look at you! Look how young you are. You I know, know a very is. a very hip. I I yeah. I learned all that information with the subscription I bought with Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I I actually I think I think millennials. I don't think young people are in on Bitcoin anymore. I think I think Bitcoin is. Uh, 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 white guys age 25 to 35. I think that's the, the core Bitcoin demo. Uh, or 35 to 45 want to seem young and have disposable income for the first time in their lives. That, yeah, that could be like childless, like 38 year olds. Yeah. You know how I'm going to get rich? The Bitcoins. Exactly. Yeah. 
But I mean, like you said, you keep what ninety eight percent of your life life wealth in Bitcoin. Is that is that how I remember that? Yeah, like like ninety eight, ninety nine percent, kind of depending on depending on the month or how I'm feeling. You know, it's it's like it's like a pretty non volatile security. So yeah, you know. well, well, one day you can feel super rich and feel great. The next day you can just feel super poor. Yeah, it's like well, also a great thing about owning a lot of Bitcoin is you know as the world gets worse, you are like actively rejoicing. Like people are dying of uh, this of like you know, diseases and stuff, and, and you're just getting richer. So that feels pretty good. Has the Bitcoin market gone up since, like, the coronavirus has come around? Yeah, as, as, um, as like, the traditional markets have dropped, Bitcoin's gone up about $1,000. No, really, because I saw the U.S. dollar was doing really well. As a Canadian, I always pay attention to the U.S. dollar versus the Canadian dollar. Since this whole crisis has hit, the U.S. dollar has gone way up versus the Canadian dollar. So Bitcoin is up. Today, it's up $142, but over the last week, it's up about $1,500. $9,495 is the price of Bitcoin right now. I figured it was doing well because I saw people on Twitter being like, oh, see, I told you about Bitcoin. And then like when it goes down 2000 bucks next week, I'll never hear from these people again. Well, it's just this is this is uh, my my this is always my cycle with Bitcoin. When it's above ten thousand dollars, I tell people I told you so. When it's below ten thousand dollars, I say that it's on sale, and that's just <laughs> that's just my my constant cycle of of Bitcoin. I like that. You you have your built in way to to tout Bitcoin. Enough of Bitcoin, although. No, no, I no. There no, there is there's the good bet of will the price of Bitcoin be more or less after the game, which is always a fun hedge because so many people are using Bitcoin to gamble on the game. Interesting. I, I didn't even see that prop, but uh, any takes? I was trying to research the Puppy Bowl this morning, but I couldn't find very much information. But Puppy Bowl MVP over 17 and a half weeks, plus 130. Under 17 and a half weeks, minus 170. I would just take on all these where you don't know, I would just take the inflated number and just add it, right? Well, I guess my whole thing with this would be I would have to look at the ages of the puppies actually competing in the puppy bowl because there could be like one puppy that's over 17. And I assume that's why there's like juice on either side of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would assume there's some method to the bookmaking. Uh, and if you wanted to take the 30 minutes out of your day to go research it, you could probably find it. But I'm not going to be that guy that goes and takes the 30 minutes out of my day to do it. Well, if you want to sell one of your Bitcoins, I got a bet for you, okay? So minus 7500 So bet $7,500 to win $100 on the no of will Michael Vick tweet about the puppy bull? Uh, I mean, what do you think the most money I could get down on that prop is? I don't know. Like if, they, bucks? if they listed at minus 170 or minus 7,500, shouldn't they allow you to have to bet $7,500 on it? Like, shouldn't that be available? I I guess, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess that the limits on that prop are a hundred bucks max. Let's see. I'll click on it right now and see how much I can bet on it. See if they'll max me. I out. love, I, I do love, I love clicking the max bet on different props just to see what the limits are. Max bet six thousand bucks to win seventy eight. I, I dare you, Pat. I legitimately dare you. I don't know if I want to win seventy eight bucks on that. Probably just rather keep the six thousand. Probably rather keep the six thousand too. I would only I would only bet on that if I was trying to clear a bonus. Trying to clear a bonus or like launder money. Or launder money, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really the two same things, right? 
Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so it's 12 to 1 on the other side, by the way. So maybe you can convince, if you know Mike Vick, convince him to tweet about the Puppy Bowl. The ramifications for him would be horrible, but you'd end up rich out of it, or at least with a lot more money. Will a puppy attempt to mate during the game? Yes, plus 350. No, 6 to 1. Minus 600, sorry. I've never watched the Puppy Bowl before. Neither have I, actually. I've only, I've only read the Twitter jokes about it. I have no idea how likely this would be. When I worked at Fantasy, we had this, like, goober come in from the government who was, like, not paid by us. He was paid by the government under salary to do, like, documentaries and, like, didn't care about sports whatsoever. It was, like, super into the Puppy Bowl. It was really weird. Loved the, the, he lo- he loved that's dogs. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Lo- love dogs. Love the Puppy Bowl. I, I mean, I love my dogs, too, but I do not care about the Puppy Bowl. You'd much rather watch... Well, who's performing at halftime? It's J-Lo and who? I remember it was a big deal. Like, I remember that when people announced it, people thought it was cool. Shakira, I think? That sounds right to me. Is it like we're going to get like I, a... I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to okay Boomer myself on this one because I don't know and I don't particularly care. Uh, okay, cross-sport props. Alex Ovechkin on this one. Alex Ovechkin hits on Super Bowl Day versus total touchdowns by the 49ers over touchdowns over touchdowns i mean yeah ovi's not afraid to throw the shoulder around these by the way if you are wanting to actually like make money instead of having fun these cross sport ones have historically been very good especially the basketball ones all right let's talk some basketball ones though andre drummond rebounds versus rushing attempts for raheem mostart i take the monster probably because i think that the rebounds will be like 12 that would be his i bet that would be his projection so i i think monster gets more than 12 rushes yeah you can tell i'm looking at a canadian book because there's like canucks hurricanes props versus this which yeah I yeah that, i don't you know, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be your guy on those yeah i oh, i should have called back drooby he's big into the hockey all right so greek freak ones points rebounds and assists for him versus sammy Watkins receiving yards bang the Giannis over yeah that seems like what, what does he go like 30 10 and 5 yeah he his his well, his total great. rebounds assist should be like should be like 60 60 is a lot I mean may, uh, well who are they playing that day I, I don't no, know I have no idea <laughs> I suppose I probably should look if, at it. Where, where are the golf ones at com- if it's a competitive I mean 60 is a lot but I, if it's a competitive game like 50 Four and a half should be his projection, I'd think. Ah, here's one. Total hole-in-ones at the Phoenix Open, minus 120, versus total roughing the passer penalties in the Super Bowl. But fun fact, there's already been a hole-in-one. There's, there's already been a hole-in-one at the Phoenix Open. So it's already winning one nothing before you make this bet. Uh, I, I think that I bet there will be at least one roughing the passer plus 115 last night. I think that I think that for sure one roughing the passer gets called on Mahomes. That's fine, but there's already losing one nothing. JB Holmes made it in the first round, made a hole in one. So you think you think that you should bet on this and and just think that one happens on Sunday with the Sunday pin placement? I, I think it's probably push it worst. Uh, yeah. All right. Then you should we should bet this one. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that one. Uh, shots on goal. Uh, you like the soccer's Tottenham versus Man City. Total goals versus total field goals in the Super Bowl. Field goals. Field goals. Is like that. Is that, a... that one. That that one will be like two zero. That game will be. 
I mean, do we expect a lot of field goals? Like, we didn't talk about kicking props, but like, should we be betting gold or Butker overs? Uh, no, I actually think that, so both of their like total points props are eight and a half. And I like the under on both of them. All right. So here we go. Zion total points, rebounds, and assists against 49ers total points. Zion over. What has Zion been doing since he's come back? I saw he had like an awesome fourth quarter in the first game he was back. Then I stopped paying attention. Well, his minutes limit is like very slowly getting unrestricted. So I, I think that is that, you know, this game is still a couple days away from happening. So I think that uh, I think the over on Zion is a lot better there than it, than it appears. So the problem with that, I, I guess it's not specified. Like most of these are specified like on February 2nd, 2020. That golf one is not. That's what it leads me to believe that it's the full. Tournament. It's just the Sunday. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's not specified that it is just the Sunday, but everything else is specified oh, so you, if it is just right. the Sunday, which leads me to believe that it's the entire term. Like, you could be up 3 nothing in that by the time the game actually starts. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, also, that Zion bet is, like, that's the best bet we've talked about. His minutes in his four games, he's played 18, 20, 27, and 30. So, yeah, he is, like, uh, I would be I would be smashing that Zion bet. If you, like, whatever... Whatever your unit size is, I, I do like three units on that, probably. New Orleans at Houston on Sunday. Yeah, oh my. That is, that is, that is the best bet we've, that we've found on this show. So I think that Phoenix Open one is good. So Zion over San Francisco total points. So Zion points, assists, and rebounds over. See, I like these ones. I'm glad we got into this stuff. Uh, Demi Lovato. Will she be wearing a skirt? Dress or gown to sing the national anthem? Yes, minus 175. No, plus 135. So I guess it's Hillary pantsuit or not. Or no clothes, I suppose. I don't really know who she is. Okay, boomer. I, uh, just, I, just, I, I you would, were just talking about how young you were. I mean, if it was like some SoundCloud rapper doing this, I would have an opinion, but I don't really know Demi Lovato. Okay, uh, I, I don't either because I'm actually old and don't know this stuff and don't listen to music. National anthem. How long will it take her to sing the national anthem? Over. I, I've to, heard under is the bet. I've heard under is the bet too, and this is super juiced on both sides. So over two minutes and four seconds minus one twenty-five. Under two minutes and four seconds minus one fifteen. Yeah. So what I what I I saw someone tweet this the other day that she's done the national anthem six times and four times it's been under two minutes flat. So under, may I, have to, may I have to lean under in that one? That's a tough, that's a fun one to swipe. If people want to like bet the coin toss, that's one thing. That is a fun one to sweat out because everyone kind, everyone secretly bets on this. I, I will not bet on this. See, I, I will be in a public place watching this game because I like to go out and make a day of watching the end of the golf and leading it into the Super Bowl. And I'm usually like dejected by the time that golf actually stops. However, it does seem to me, at least based on my experience from where I go the past few years, is that people have their phones out with the timers trying to get this down. And there's like a big cheer or like a big ah afterwards. Uh, I will, I will bet it if there's like inside info or something, but if I'm just like randing, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather make random bets on, um, uh, you know, like the game. 
I'm putting I'm putting that on a tentative list right now. Oh, you can like do the other one too. There's like an adjusted line on this national anthem. How long will it take? Over two minutes, minus two thirty. Under two minutes, plus one sixty. Yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd probably rather do that one. And bet the under. Yeah. Okay. Will Demi Lovato forget or omit a word from the national anthem? Yes, plus three fifty. No, minus six hundred. Um. I mean, I read like, yeah, on, on all of these that are non-scientific, you just take the plus money. That's how I would think about it. If it was Davis Maddock and he had to sing the national anthem right now, would you miss or omit a word? For sure. When was the last time I you couldn't sang? even, when was the last time you were patriotic? When I was like 10, probably. I don't <laughs> even know. For whenever before the first time I smoked weed was probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh distance of longest penalty in the game over 15 and a half yards oh, it's bang 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 me over kansas city gets one defensive pass interference in this game guaranteed it's minus 250 though that's a lot of juice to, I, don't, to... I don't care i mean it's like a lock though all right how many public instagram posts will patrick mahomes girlfriend post on super bowl day the entire day of february 2nd over four and a half minus 120 under four and a half minus 120 Dude, people hate her. I don't even know who she is. Who is like, she? I don't, I mean, I don't even know her name, but I know that people hate her. Like, people, like, they are very toxic about Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend on Twitter. All right. This one sounds like it was written by Cust. How many TikToks will Patrick Mahomes' brother make on February 2nd? Over five and a half is minus 175. The under is plus 135. I've heard he's a big TikTok star guy. But uh, I don't know anything about that. How many times will the Patriots 28 to 3 be mentioned? Over, over, over 0.5, minus 700, under 0.5. Over. Just because of Shanahan? I mean, it's just like, like, what would the price have to be on this? For Like, how many times would it have to be for you to not bet the over? Like, two and a half? I guess so, because wasn't that game done by the Fox crew as well? Like, wasn't the last time that Buck and Aikman did the game? Well, that I don't know, but it's going to be referenced on the first 49ers drive. And, you know, Aikman's going to say, you know, Kyle Shanahan, 28-3, to but he's really done a heck of a job bouncing back, yada, yada. And then it's going to be mentioned whenever the 49ers uh, take our our trailing. Uh, Result of first coach's challenge. Play stands, play overturned. So we, we talked about this last night on the, the take cast too. And we decided that all of like the coaching fail props are, are good bets because Andy Reid is involved. So like first coaches challenge chiefs first call is not overturned. Uh, you bet that uh, like first timeout taken chiefs. All of those are good bets because of Andy Reid. Oh, here's a, here's one total Donald Trump tweets on February 2nd, over 13 and a half. Is the over under? That's got to be under, right? I right. I don't follow him. I don't what? follow. How do you him? not follow does Trump? He, He's the number one Twitter follow. Does he tweet like a ton? I don't feel like or he tweets he that. Just... But I mean, I don't know if he ever like. I wouldn't see if he like reply tweets to people unless I followed both. So maybe he does a lot of that. But I don't think that he does. Like today, one, two, three, four is four so far today. That feels like a lot of tweets. It does, but I mean, the over-under is 12 and a half. Uh, this probably, again, would be like a no. Like, if, if I don't feel super 
13 and a half. It, I probably won't bet it. I, 13 I think, and a half is a lot. I, I would like someone to run the numbers on the last time Trump tweeted over 13 and a half times in a day. It's not like he's going to be live tweeting the Super Bowl and he can't be impeached on a Sunday because like Congress is at a session or the Senate is at a session. So, you know, what's he going to be talking about besides like fake news? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess the under does seem better than not here. I'm going to throw that on the list. Trump under. Any other Trump ones? What will happen first in the game, a touchdown or a sack? I'd say touchdown. Yeah, but the the sack is favored. Yes, the touchdown is minus 115. Yeah, so I would take I would take the sack. Uh, what will be the uh, this is the S&P 500 stuff. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin? Bitcoin is less at the game's end is the underdog right now to Bitcoin is more than the game's end. I mean, assuming that many people are wagering on these using their offshore sports book, betting on under uh, would be uh, would be stupid of you to bet under because you're you're hoping that your payout method uh, appreciates whilst you're gambling. Uh, any take on the color of the Gatorade poured on the winning coach? It's gonna be it's gonna be purple. Every there's inside info. It opened at it opened at like plus twelve hundred on it's the mi- offshores. It's and minus one twenty. Yeah. So someone someone found out. I mean, they could always. I bet, just, I bet they could change it. I don't know. I think. I think it's like it can't be red. I think I. I heard like it. Like red Gatorade is like no longer on the sidelines at all, because uh, of some rule about blood or something. I don't know. People get real serious about these Super Bowl props, dude. Hey, there's so many of them. It's ridiculous. Will Andy Reid coach the Super Bowl in a Hawaiian shirt? Minus ten thousand for no. I mean that's uh, it's not going to happen. So is that is that a two sided market? Can you bet? Can you bet? Yes. You can bet yes. Plus uh, pl- at fourteen to one. You can also bet on. This actually has worse odds, like better odds for the better for no than him wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Is will Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast? I mean that's funny. At least it'd be a fun sweat. I mean it's not going to happen. And will Dave Portnoy get kicked out of the Super Bowl? Yes, plus 450. Is he even allowed in? Is he even I, there? I, I have no idea. If he says he's going, I don't think he's allowed in NFL Stadium, so that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't think he's allowed. If you if you found out that he was, you'd probably want to bet the yes on that. Yeah, if you if, if he like Instagrams or whatever that he's there, I would I would bet yes. Will the Fox broadcast mention the point spread or the total during the broadcast? Yeah, Buck Buck will do that. You think so? It's not. It's not, it, it's not as much of a lock as like Al Michaels. He yeah, but like but, but Al Mi- but uh, yeah, it. but Al Michaels won't do it. He'll talk around it. I think this has to be like specifically like the total for this game is fifty four and a half. Um, I mean this this feels like more likely to happen than not. But I, I guess I watch a lot of these games on mute, which I think you and I have talked about before. You do too. Yeah. So maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong. Will either team not punt during the game? Uh, no, San Francisco will punt in this game. You don't think they'll punt at all? No, I'm saying they will. They will. Will either team not punt during the game? If you bet yes, it's plus 650. Yeah, that's horrible odds, I feel like. I feel like I to, for me to wager on this, it'd have to be like 20 to 1. Yeah. Will there be a flea flecker attempted in the game? Plus 175 for yes. I love so I love this bet 
I love uh, over 2.5 players to throw a pass, over 2.5 players to complete a pass. I love all of those wagers. Oh, I didn't even see that one. This is um, not on every book. How many wardrobe changes for Jennifer Lopez? How many times will Alex Rodriguez be shown during the halftime show? Will any of the fly girls from In Living Color make an appearance? Hmm. Is it In Living Color like the Jim Carrey Friday Night, Saturday Night Live show from like the 80s? Oh, you, you are young, aren't you? It's from the early 90s. It's like the Wayans Brothers variety show. But yes, they were the dancers on that. And Jennifer Lopez, that's how she was introduced to the world. Um, how interesting. I mean, I, dude, I, I, I am young, but I'm like, I'm like fake young because I'm 27, but I like spent most of my time like doing spreadsheets and reading books. So it's like pretty fake young. Yeah, it does seem that way. So last one, you ready for this? This is a yes or no yeah. question. Will Shakira and Jennifer Lopez both twerk during the halftime show? Aren't they like in their fifties? Yeah, probably. I the feel like the nose twerking nose no age Davis. Yeah, I feel like I feel like no is a good bet there. I feel like uh, they're going to just be pretty classy. Yeah, no is minus two fifty. Yes would be plus one seventy. I'd like to see who has to actually judge these. That would be the worst part about releasing all these stupid props is like having someone to have to pay attention to this stupid stuff. I mean, they, these guys are like the the guys. I mean, I don't know about um like the DraftKings sportsbook and some of these other guys, but like some of the offshore sportsbook guys, like. They just have Twitter accounts and you can talk to them. Yeah, I know. I know the guy from Bodog and Bovada. Like, uh, you know, I've interacted with him a few times. Uh, You guys have the same name, same first name. We do. We do have the same first name. This is true. Shout out to him. But yeah, so that's that's funny. Let's recap here then. Some of our favorite props. Uh, Here are the ones that Cust gave me and Jeff gave me from the Wednesday show, which I recommend everyone go back and watch. So Cust has over Jimmy Garoppolo, four and a half rushing yards. Over Mahomes, 32 and a half rushing yards. No safety, minus 1,500. Tails, minus 110. And Kyle Juszczyk, over one and a half catches. First play pass and over five and a half sacks. I actually really like under five and a half sacks, to tell you the truth. Under five and a half sacks. I like that too, yeah. Uh, Jeff has no defensive touchdown. Use check over one and a half catches. Use check over 12 and a half yards. Jeff strikes me as such a, a use check guy. Oh, yeah. He's fired up for it. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's such a lock. He has first half under 27, and he also gave out Dustin Johnson plus Kansas City money line. All right. There we go. I mean, I bet, I bet, dude, do you want me to run through some of these that I've bet? Yeah. Run through the ones you like the best. Um, so the, the, the bet that I, the bets that I truly like the most are the Damian Williams rushing overs and the Emmanuel Sanders rushing overs. Some of the fun ones that I like are McCole Hardman, anytime touchdown, Blake Bell, first uh, touchdown score, roughing the passer will be called plus one fifteen. over 2.5 players to throw a pass over 2.5 players to complete a pass. Um, and there was one other one that I liked, um, uh, and, and the Emmanuel Sanders matchup bets. Uh, so like Emmanuel Sanders versus Travis Kelsey versus Debo versus D Rob versus McCall Hardman. Uh, cause I, I just, I just really like, uh, Sanders in this game. All right. So I am going to go with Phoenix waste management, Phoenix open hole in ones more than roughing the passer penalties. 
I think that's push it worse. I think it's my favorite bet of all of them. Uh, that's minus 120, so I'll play that. And I'll play that Zion versus Zion points, rebounds, and assists over San Francisco total points. That's minus 140. I still like it anyway. And the other ones, uh, Demarcus Robinson, first touchdown, 33-1. to 1. Kyle Juszczyk, under 12.5 receiving yards, minus 120. Emmanuel Sanders, over 44.5 receiving yards, minus 120. And Emmanuel Sanders, over 3.5 receptions, plus 120. Those are going to be my plays. Sounds like a pretty good card. Uh, the, the the one that I'm looking for, I'm, wait, I'm trying to find this one on my book, is that Zion Williamson one that we talked about. That is That is the best bet that we found. You think so? I think I like that Phoenix Open one. No, I mean that one. That one seems fine, like uh, like probably a push at worst, and I guess maybe from like uh, an expected mean, that one is better. But this Zion one feels like just like perfect to me. All right, give me a prediction for the game. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs win this game thirty-five to twenty-eight, and Jeez. Damian Williams scores two touchdowns and wins the MVP at twenty-five to one, and 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 wins the MVP at twenty-five to one. All right, Davis Maddock at Davis Maddock on the Twitter box at Daily Roto and Sports Grid. If you want to find the content, the Take Cast is the name of the podcast. When are we, when are we going to do one of those again? Uh, what do you got going on this upcoming week? Yeah, shows. You want it? You want to come on? You want to come? You want to come on and uh, shoot the shit? Maybe, maybe two weeks. Cause I, I got Oscars next week, and that's going to like take some. Research. All right, you got the Oscars. I don't. I don't do that. So I will leave that to you, and then you can come on. All right, cool. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me on Twitter at VPME, same as Instagram, same as Facebook. Subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast if you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. So you do that. You download all those episodes you know, to really juice up the download count. You leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you like about the show. Boom. You're in that draw. Smash the like button for the video. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your favorite prop on the board if you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars. Winners announced for that on Monday's Pat Mayo Experience. Like I mentioned, if you go to dailyroto.com, want to use their DraftKings optimizer, look at some of these props, or just compare out the projections, use the promo code THEPME, and get yourself a discount. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Win some cash. Get so drunk you can't stand up. I don't know. Whatever you enjoy to partake in, eat all the food, whatever it is. But let's win the cash and enjoy the game. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.